Hello, welcome to the Taffy Marino podcast. I'm your host, Taffy, and I'm so glad that you joined me. Together, we are going to empower and encourage one another to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I hope you had an awesome week. And um, this week we are going to be talking about Envy and Strife, the deadly duo. Um, Lots of fun. (laughs) No, it actually is. Um, You know, I have noticed uh, that there's just a lot of envy and strife in the world today and division. So it's kind of like a progressive thing. It starts out with envy. It turns into strife. And the ultimate end is division. Division in the home, division in the church, division in the community, and just division in your relationships. That is the ultimate goal. And I think the reason why is because one, it's super effective. Um, But it says that where there is envy and strife, there is every evil work. Um, I think also is because, I mean, once we talk about what envy actually is, you're going to see it, but it's such an easy access point for Satan. It's something for him to gain access into your life. Um, It's that broken window, you know, like it's that thing that, oh yeah, here it is. This one's always open. I just have to jiggle it a little bit and I can get in. But, you know, we talked about last week is that when a thief gets into your garage, they don't just stay in your garage, but they have access to all. And so it seems like a small thing. But it's really not because it it causes every evil work. When I hear the word envy, I always thought more of a traditional definition, which is a feeling of discontentment or being resentful, longing um, for someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. But in the scripture that we're reading today in James 3.16, it actually has a very different meaning when you look at this root word in the Greek. And James 3.16 says, for where there is envying and strife, or where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. So let's look at envy real quick. It's taking, taken from the Greek word zelos, and it denotes a fierce desire to promote one's own ideas and convictions to the exclusion of everyone else. Um, You get this perception that this person cannot see or hear the view of anyone else. Um, In fact, it's almost twisted their thinking and distorted their thinking where they can never take a softer line, but they actually hold out until everyone else involved will admit defeat feet or agree with this point of view. And ultimately it just causes a separation. Um, this is, this is very much, uh, condemned in the word of God. He, he's always talking through the word and you can just look it up. Um, for sake of time, I can't reference everyone scripture, but he very much is against envy and strife. We'll just read one. First Corinthians three, three says, 
For you are still unspiritual, having the nature of your flesh. For as long as there are envying and, and jealousy and wrangling and factions among you, are you not unspiritual and of the flesh behaving after a human standard and like an unchanged man? Or he's saying someone that's never received Christ. Um, there's another scripture, uh, Ephesians 4.30 um, and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way that you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. So get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander. There's slander again, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And then a, an example of envy, and this really got me, um, it, it's Matthew twenty seven eighteen, and it said in that Pilate knew very well that the religious leaders had arrested Jesus out of envy. They could not see what he was seeing. They would, they refused. They refused to bend. They refused to, um, listen to him. They were taking a hard stance. And even though they were coming from the, the, the word of God, because what it was based out of, it was not mode. It was motivated out of envy. It was motivated from an unholy place. And we see that what happened is they gave Jesus up to be crucified out of envy. So think of that. Every evil work. Now we know that Jesus obviously being crucified was not an evil work. It led to our salvation. But that's not what they were going after. They were going after, um, well, they just wanted to destroy him. So that is every evil work. When you are so angry that you want to destroy someone. Um, we know that the children of Israel were constantly fighting Aaron and Moses. And I want you to, to listen to these scriptures as I read them. And, and some are in Numbers and ones in Psalms, but I'm going to kind of read a story to you. And it says, and they said, the children of Israel, has the Lord indeed only spoken through Moses? Has he not spoken through us as well? And the Lord heard that. And then they, it says that they assembled together against Moses and Aaron. And they said to them, you have gone far enough for all the congregation are holy, every one of them. And the Lord is in their midst. So why do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? Well, that's not true. That's not what they were doing. But envy had come in and and had created this story and this perspective and really begin to twist things. Remember I said up there that when they took this stance out of envy, it really began to distort their thinking and they couldn't see anything other than the perspective that they had created. And Psalm 106, uh, continuing on with this story, and it says, and the children of Israel became envious of Moses in the camp and of Aaron, the Holy One of the Lord. So we know that all of these things were rooted in envy and seeing things their own way and refusing to listen to any other counsel. 
You know, it's not about something being true or that someone is right. Just ask yourself, where is it coming from? You know, any time that I find myself taking a really hard stance and getting emotional about something, um, I check myself now because I have had this in my life. Um, there were times, especially, you know, early on in my marriage that I refused to see things any other way. You know, in a marriage, you take two people that have different points of view, that um, they're two different people. And so when you come, uh, issues come up and things arise, um, if you don't allow yourself to hear this other person and be soft and kind and tender hearted, well, it's just going to lead to division, which is divorce in a marriage. You know, division actually, die means two. And then what's the rest of that word? Vision. So division really means two points, two visions, and you just can't come together. Um, but we see Jesus you know, he never compromised himself, but he was able to, even though um, his disciples didn't always see things the way that he saw them, you know, he didn't separate himself from them. And we know that Jesus was always right, but he would be kind and tenderhearted towards them and try to, to bring them along with him. So it's not even that you just give up what it's not that you give up what you believe but can you be tender hearted towards someone even if you don't agree with them can you be kind to them even if you don't agree with them or are you do you just become so angry that they don't see things the way that you do that it allows strife in and once strife comes in it creates division and every evil work um let's go on and we're going to look at um what love is. So I think that when we filter things through love, um, through this chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, that we're able to really uh, gauge where what we're being motivated by. So 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. And it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes, and it always perseveres. This really is who Jesus, um, that was his testimony. He was patient with his disciples. He was kind. He wasn't envious. He didn't boast. He wasn't proud. He didn't dishonor them. You know, we see that he was always that word disciple. He was teaching them, bringing them along and honoring them along the way. He wasn't just self-seeking. It said that he gave his life up for us all. That's not self-seeking. And he wasn't easily angered. I think about that if Jesus, the son of God, who had no sin, but yet he walked through life and he brought these, not just 12 men, we see that there were 70, but he had 12 close men with him and really brought them along. Now we see one Judas 
who he became so envious um, that he actually, he betrayed Jesus and then ended up losing his own life because he took it from the guilt and shame. Now that, do you see that every evil work there? Because he was refusing, it was coming out of an envious place and he refused to yield in any way. It resulted in a horrible ending for him. I want you to think about a time where you wouldn't back down. Maybe you thought that you were right and you were going to stand your ground. You know, again, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing, but more often than not, it's not a good thing. So what do we do when we sense that we are dealing with some envy? Um, What I stated earlier is when I sense that I'm taking a hard stance and getting really emotional, um, there's some anger involved and, and I'm getting really frustrated, I stop and pause. Here's something that I do. And I'm actually going to give you the prayer that I pray. I say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, and I repent for allowing envy, strife, and division into my heart. I refuse it, and I reject it in Jesus' name. I shut the door to envy and strife. I will not allow it. Holy Spirit, I open the door to you. Come in and into this situation, and I invite you to work. I invite you to move. I pray for your perspective, Lord. I allow love in and I see things and I operate through love. In Jesus' name, amen. When I do this, I see change in my life. Suddenly, I see things that I didn't see before. Suddenly, I have a new perspective. And also, my heart softens and the Lord, the Holy Spirit, is able to work through that situation. You know, one time pastoring, I remember, um, and I've been doing this for years. Um, I have been saying this prayer for years. Um, but I remember one time um, a situation happened within the church and a person, they came to me over an issue that they were having within the church. Well, when I first heard it, it was really small the area of conflict or what the conflict was over. It was over something very small and seemingly insignificant. But what I recognized is that there was more happening here than just a disagreement over something, that it was actually envy coming coming in. And if it was allowed to stay, I knew where things were headed. It was going to get into strife and then it was going to become division and then every evil work. As a pastor, that is something that we're always praying over because it's just, again, like I said, it's such an easy access point. I call it spaghetti dinner for the, for Satan. It's quick, it's easy, and it's effective. It's his go-to um, to, to disrupt, to kill, steal, and destroy. Envy and strife, it's a quick and easy one. So anyways, this person had come to me and I, I realized what happened and I asked them, I said, would you do something for me for one week? And this person, really, they humbled themselves. And I am so thankful for that. I said, I want you to pray this prayer. And I gave them the prayer that I just gave you. And then I said, I want you to pray for this other person involved every day and ask for God's perspective. Well, they agreed to that. They said that they would. 
the next week they come back and they were just, it, it was so amazing to watch. They were in, they were in awe. So they had this amazing testimony. They said, I did what you said and I actually have a solution. Well, what's so cool about that? As I had been praying over the situation that week, the Lord had given me a solution as well. And it was the same one that the other person had. So the Holy Spirit really was invited in. Let everything be confirmed by two or three witnesses. So he gave the solution to us both. And um, they said, but, and that's wonderful. That resolved the issue. We have the solution now that everyone was happy with. Both sides were happy with it. Imagine that. So they had this solution and um, this was just so cool. They said, but what was really amazing is that I have an issue in my life and it was serious. It was a very serious thing that they could do nothing about. And they said this week, the Lord took care of it. He completely resolved that issue. Well, just like I said, when a thief comes in, he only has access, he has access to everything, not just one area, but God stands at the door and he knocks. You have to invite him in. So remember when I said, I open the door to you, I open the door to love. I invite you in to come and work. Well, he doesn't barge in, you invite him in. So when you invite him into your situation, he now has access to all as well. And so this issue was resolved. Isn't that amazing? So we're out of time. I hope that this encouraged you. Maybe there's some things that you're dealing with. There's some envy and strife in there or trying to brew into strife um, and ultimately lead to division. And now you know what to do. Now you see it for what it is. You recognize it and you know how to come against it. Filter it through love. If you see that you know, after gauging it through love, you recognize what it is. Pray that prayer and continue to pray it until those feelings go away, until you're no longer taking that stance. Um, And what I'm saying, not that you compromise, but you're not coming at it from that place of anger and, and ultimately division. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. I know we were not able to get into strife, so there'll be a part two next week. We'll talk a little bit more about it, and then we're going to wrap it up with a special guest um, that the following week that's going to help us wrap this whole session up on envy and strife. I pray over you that you have a blessed week and have a wonderful day, and we will talk next week. <laughs>